forgot I'm in charge of that now, apparently. Yeah, you are. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, everyone in between. My name's Jordan Fraley. And I'm Lucas Stone. Yeah, you are. And this is the SYP Podcast, where we uh, don't... Fuck, we don't have a random review. <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> if you're one of the lucky ones... <laughs> yeah, this, the, the, these glasses, they work. Uh, they let me see. Ten out of ten. There that's you go. Cha-ching. See, that's called thinking on your feet. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we're just thinking on my face this time. Okay. <laughs> and uh, then we we dive into uh, filmmaking. God, my brain does not want to work today. Yeah. Holy shit! There, there. It's, there, it's been boy. a long day. Real shit's gonna get fucking real. Let me tell you that. Mm. Um. Yeah. Now we dive into <laughs> film news that's going around here locally with us, and you know, just local shit that's going on with film. Uh, then we review a movie that we picked out of the hat. Last week, which this week it was... The Bye-Bye Man. Yes. A horror movie that exists. Yep. And then after that, we get into real shit. And then we sum things up by picking a movie out of a hat to review for next week. That's pretty much the layout of the podcast. It is. So, yeah. Uh, it's not rocket surgery. We're good. What? <laughs> Yeah, keep it going. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So things that are going on here this month, nineteenth and twentieth, we got the gifted we are filming for, which is going to be fantastic. Uh, this weekend, I have that one take shoot with Jedi. Oh, nice! That's this weekend. Yeah, Sweet. this uh, Saturday and Sunday. That's going to be a really fun shoot. It's uh, going to be like a four to six minute one take, like video. It's going to be a fun shoot. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah, and I'm the cinematographer and camera operator, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, I said it, it, it's going to be a really fun shoot because it's in a really cool location, like this 125-acre plot of land up in Teleco. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a shabby. really cool location, and we already got all the blocking figured out last week, so this will be a pretty good shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll definitely be good. Um, other than that, I don't think we have jack shit. Yeah, no, really, no. No, really uh, August no. is looking for an assistant. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So if you're <laughs> interested in assisting August with August things, <laughs> yeah, go do that. Go do that. Go hit him up. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Sorry, I'm out of it for just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's the only time we have this week to do the podcast. Quickly, (laughs) yeah, because I know which section is going to take up the most time. Oh yeah. So yeah, the Bye Bye Man came out in 2014. Yeah, and uh, it exists. Yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. Let's hear your thoughts on it. (laughs) So here's the thing: like, it had an extremely strong opening. Like, it opens with Lee Winnell holding a shotgun, gunning down a family in 1969. All in one take. All in one take. That was fantastic. Yes. It's the best scene in the entire movie. Oh, yeah. And then, for about 40 minutes, nothing happens. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, some stuff kind of happens. It's It's kind of laying the... The it, foundation for where really they're going to go. It takes its time setting up everything, but it takes way too long to actually get into everything going on. Yeah. I mean, the things that they kind of 
did to kind of keep it going was like, you know, the kid up there with the coin toss thing. Which, why the fuck are you bring a kid to a frat party at a house anyway? I didn't yeah. understand that one. But, I mean, overall, when I was watching the movie, I loved like 95% of all the cinematography. I thought it was decent cinematography. Yeah. And I don't know, the pacing and the way they kind of kept you kind of guessing and everything. And then you also hit the point at the end of it where you're like, you don't really know what's actually going on and what's real and what's not. And it's kind of like, I told you about that twist at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought the last third of this movie was actually pretty good. Yeah. But it did not justify the two thirds. The two, <coughs> excuse me, the two thirds leading up to it. Hmm. I don't know. I thought. I thought. I don't know. Because like, everything, I, I, other than the bitches acting getting worse throughout the movie, <laughs> I didn't think it was just her though. I think a lot of the people's acting got worse as the movie went on. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there was just something for it for me that just kind of kind of intrigued me because I was sitting outside watching it and I'm just like, oh, okay. So I was. I mean, I was just sitting there, just kind of glued to it, really. Like, one of the problems I kept hearing was, like, her accent kept going back to an English accent for half of the Yeah. One. <laughs> like, she was very obviously a British person trying to play an American. Yeah. <laughs> Which, the black guy in the movie, he's also British, but you can't tell with him. No, he was, like, my favorite. He was, yeah, probably the best yeah. character. What was his name? Josh? John? John or John, whichever one. It's over with a J. Like, the, these characters aren't very deep. Like, Elliot, I cared about him more than most of the other people, but he has the most screen time and most to do. Yeah, that's very true. So that's kind of just by default. Yeah, so basically the idea of this movie is that when... Don't say it, don't think it. Yeah, when you say the bye-bye man, um, which this dude... At the end of their party or whatever, they had this one chick do this, like, seance thing because he's doubting all this shit. And then she's talking about the don't think it, don't say it. And they're like, well, don't say what? And then, and then like, he, Elliot, he says it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he he's so smart. Yeah, because he's like the bye-bye man. And then, boom, the lights go out. Ooh, so scary. And they're all fucked. Mm, yeah. And uh, and basically, he just plays on your mind, and you don't know what's real, what's not real. And it, it's weird that his goal is to try to kill you but he doesn't like it if you're trying to kill the other people to stop his name from spreading because once you tell someone then it's like the seed is planted and now he has like permission to completely infiltrate their lives like the librarian yeah dude that was that was a creepy ass scene whenever she like turned with a knife and i'm like yeah whenever she was on the phone and then it cuts to like her family being dead behind her yeah (laughs) <laughs> Which, how in the hell is this movie PG-13? Dude, I have no fucking clue. Because they drop the F-bomb like seven times. There are people getting shotgun blasted on screen. Yeah. The librarian's head is half sheared off. How is this PG-13? I don't know. This is on the same gore level as freaking Alien. Yeah. Yeah, it's up there. Like, did they just put the unrated version on Tubi and just label it as PG-13? I guess so. Because this cannot be the PG-13 version, because this is a full-on R movie. Yeah. Very much so. Very, very much so. But, dude, that conversation that, at the very end with his brother, 
and his brother's daughter. I was like, holy shit. The fuck just happened? (laughs) My alarm went off. That's a hell of an alarm. Yeah, it is. It it wakes me up. God. But the conversation they were having that the whole time, I'm like, where he's leaned up against the door. No, no, no. When they're in the truck. Oh, and, and yeah. she's talking about how she found like this thing. She's like, yeah, it's like setting up for sequel. Bait. And I'm like, no, you don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't. And then say she's it. just like, oh, you know, I can't read in the dark. And I was like, oh my god. And then the bitch from the Matrix comes in at the last second. No, she was there after the train incident. Well, no, I know, but at the end of the film, she comes in there last second because the dude's getting wheeled out. She's like, I need to know, and he just says bye bye, and then cuts to black, and I'm like. Fuck. I love how they went with that they uh, they circumvented normal sequel bait and then went straight into normal sequel bait. Yeah, I, that's what I think made the ending so intense. Like I said, the the last third of it I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, they took their time. They did, and like I do like slow burn movies. Like I do. Yeah. Like just look at Blue Ruin. Yeah. That's a slow burn done 100% right. Yeah. This one's done about 45% right. I could see that. I don't know. It, it, it got my attention. I thoroughly enjoyed like, the, the film. <laughs> the beginning and the ending were the best parts. Yeah. And like any time they cut back to the backstory, I thought that was the best part of the movie by far. Mm, yeah. I would have. They could have just done a whole prequel just about that. Yeah, and I feel like it probably would have. Been <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I, I just think you know, for me at least, it was the whole you know when like you, the premise is very interesting. Yeah, once you understood the premise, then like you know, whenever he's doing this thing, he looks at his clock, and you know, it's like two forty, and he's supposed to be there at two, and all these little things. Once you pay attention to that stuff. The reason that the middle part kind of kept me intrigued is because I was like, just, especially at the end, what the fuck is actually real? Like, did he actually see his best friend and his girlfriend, like, kind of, like, flirting and whatnot and then get into the car? Or was that fake? I mean, that jump scare in the mirror in the window was fucking stupid. But, but yeah, I mean, it was still all those other elements where it's just like, the reason I think I care for these characters is because you don't really know what's actually happening to them. Yeah. Like I said, though, like, I don't hate this movie. I don't know. This movie seems like it has a ton of undeserved hate. Because it has, like, an 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm, yeah. Like, this is not that It surpassed bad my expectations. Yeah, it surpassed mine as well. But it's just like, this is a decent movie. Mm. But I wouldn't, like, I don't understand why... People were so harsh with it. It didn't seem that worthy of yeah. any sort of that strong reaction, good or bad. No. Definitely not. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, like I said, it, it was it was very engaging. The fact they started off with a one or at the opening, and it was so just, you don't so expect good. it. And like, oh, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it had me hooked, so it's like, even regardless how the movie goes, like it laid that foundation where I'm like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. And that's good. To me, that's just a good movie right there. Already, you're in the sevens. <laughs> if you can do that, you're in the sevens. If it's like five minutes into it and I'm like, fuck, I hate my life. <laughs> then, yeah, that's when you get a lower score. I feel like I grade good movies different than I grade like movies that I've heard are bad. 
Because I've heard they're bad. I start at like a 10, and then each time it pisses me off, I drop letters off of it. Mm. And then with a good movie, I'm like, okay, you start at a 6, every part I like, there. Yeah. I don't know. The opening kind of sets the pretense of like where I'm going to start off rating it. And then I don't have anything preconceived going into it at all. Because then I feel like if I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this movie a 10, we'll start off, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, the deep red, where it's like negative 45. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, that's a nice then shot. Then I'm just angry. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's dependent on each different movie. Like this one, I went in it with low expectations, and it surpassed <laughs> mine. So I know, I, I was I, so depressed clicking on it. I'm like, oh, fuck, I have to watch this movie tonight because I don't have time tomorrow, and we have to do the podcast tomorrow. Fuck. Play. Well, shit. <laughs> okay. It's like the boy. Yeah. No. Well, no. Nah, no. It's better than the boy. Yeah, I think I like the boy more overall, but the ending was much better with this one. Yeah, definitely. So what would you do differently if you had the script? Well, I wouldn't hire Brits that couldn't act. That's fair. Like... The only good parts that she was really trying with, it seems like, was when, when she was sleeping. Exactly. <laughs> Which, whenever, okay, whenever she got, whenever it, at the ending, whenever he, um, like, shoots her, that was a very well done scene. Yeah, because you think he's shooting the dude, and then he pulls her back up, and it's her, and then the dude was actually the one getting stabbed, and you're like, is this even real? Like, I trust nothing. <laughs> I think this movie does a lot good with the unreliable narrator. Trip. Yeah. Like, it puts you in this perspective that you know is not 100%. So, no matter what's going on, you don't really know if it's actually happening or not. Yeah. But, again, like, this is an hour and 40 minute movie. I feel like there's 20 minutes you could have shaved off of this. Yeah, definitely. It didn't need that extra. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't. Like, just tighten up the pacing a little bit. Come on. Yeah, they could definitely do that. So, would you rate it? Six five. Mm. Like I said, like if I only enjoy forty percent of the movie, but I really enjoy that forty percent. Yeah, that's fair. Then that's. I can't give it more than that. Yeah. But those parts that I really enjoyed, it bumps it up. Right. No, I get that. I'd say the only thing that I would do differently, other than, of course, the pacing um, and the casting, <laughs> would be I'd burn the goddamn nightstand, not throw yeah, it throw in it my in the backyard. Woods. <laughs> Leave it in the woods instead. <laughs> gingerly throws it too. I know, and I'm like... Or what? take an axe to it. Jesus Christ. Or you know how you were marking out the name earlier in the official documents at the library? How about you do that? Yeah. But with a knife. Chisel it out. One thing I would have done too is whenever they cut back to the paper, I would have shown it to where he marked out random things, but he didn't actually mark out... Or maybe he marked out everything but the bye-bye man. Or what if he was doing it so intense that he went through the paper? Mm. 
I don't know something about because he was doing if it he were, for, if he was to mark out everything except for the bye bye man. Whenever he snaps back into reality, like what are you doing? Like the whole because two hours passed. That would be amazing. Yeah, because like two hours passed during that. Yeah. Well, no, it was like an hour because it was one forty when he was like, "Okay, I have time." And then that's when I he, thought it was one o'clock. No, it, yeah, it was like one forty because he had like oh, twenty well, minutes, and okay. he was like, "Yeah, I have time," and his phone was fully charged. And then, which also, the way they did the graphics on the phone okay, was yeah, fucking these, ridiculous. They had chunky mode on <laughs> with the uh, interface on this They're phone. like 90-year-old men looking at that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see it! <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, that's definitely one thing that I would have done drastically different. Um, yeah. Just burn the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Burn the fucking thing, just kill your friends and yourself, and it's all good. <laughs> there you go. There's no moral dilemma there. And I did think it was really funny how the, uh, like, seance, like, just, she took it into her own hands to just go ahead and murder her roommate. Oh, I know. I'm like, good lord. And then she was being stupid and got herself run over by a train. Also, when this dude runs after her, he grabs the bloody hammer out of her bag and chases her, holding it in his hand. Yeah. Oh, guess what that gets you? It gets you probable cause to be arrested for murder. Yeah, which I get why they did that to set up the next scene, but it's like, let's get more creative with that at least. Because that's just one of those things, it's like, you know... No reasonable person would touch the bloody hammer to begin with. No. I get it, he's in a bad state of mind, but he's not stupid. One might be a little stupid. One really good thing that they did, though, is whenever that kid went up to the little door and, like, opened it and, like, looked in, she's like, "Mm -mm, nope, closing that. Fuck that shit. Nope, not doing that shit. I was like, thank God. Not today, Satan. Because I was like, oh, she's going to, like, find a little mini human-sized hole and go into it, and then shit's going to go crazy. And she just shut it, and I'm like, okay. That got my attention a little bit. Maybe this is a smart movie. And... I mean, it had its moments. It had its moments. It, yeah. Like, I'm glad the main character had enough get up and go about him to, you know, go murder his friends. But it's it's like the smartest movie I've seen with a slight hint of Down Syndrome. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, what? It was a little downsy at parts. Let's just admit it. Uh, no comment, Jordan. No... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, I, I'd rate it. I'd, I'd, I'd give it an 8.4. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I, How, I, I okay. really enjoyed that movie. I don't know what it was about it. I just really enjoyed it. Well. I know. Alrighty then. Yep. 8.4. Really enjoyed it. Well, ready to ruin your day? <laughs> Whose day? <laughs> your day. My day? Uh, even more. Even more than it already kind of has been? Yeah. Jesus, we've only been going on for... Oh, we only have 10 minutes left in this clip. Oh, that still gives us 10 minutes to start. That's true. That's 10 minutes of your old shit. What's been going on with you in the past week? We haven't talked that much. Because I've been busy with fucking work. (laughs) Honestly, not that much. Um, I've been uh, restoring my uh, great-grandfather's Bowie knife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I actually think it's just right over here. I'm going to... Grab it real quick so you can see my progress. Ooh. Oh, yeah, we're also shooting a, a short 
with August soon because June 17th he's having this extravaganza at Central Cinema. So if you're in the Knoxville area, fucking be there. Tickets are $10. Find it on Facebook. You can get your tickets there. So this... That's a knife. This is a knife <laughs> right here. This is the Cobra Hunter 3? No, Cobra Hunter 2 Bowie knife. I don't know where my grandpa got it, but he left it down in his uh, freaking basement for like 30 years. And as you can tell right there, it had a little mm. bit of corrosion into it. So what I did, I took an acid bath to it, put some oil on it, oiled it up, got an edge back on it. And then uh, I just generally fixed it. Nice. And yeah, that's a knife right there. Yeah, that's what we're using for the... Oh, I'm definitely using it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was finally able to get an edge back on it today. Nice. Yeah, it's a little chipped right there. Yeah. I uh, didn't want to take too much of the metal off, so I just left it. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely see, like, where it's got a little bit of the... But it adds character. It does. It's got a little bit of the wear and tear on it. Yeah, that's our apocalypse knife. Yep. Dang. But yeah, I tried finding other versions of these knives, like online. The only ones I could find were ones that had like deer antler as the handle. Oh, I love those. I like them too, but I, I do like this handle. It's no, that handle is good. It's pretty well balanced. I will say that the guard is a little loose, and I don't really know much of a way to fix that other than epoxy. But Typically. Eh, <laughs> epoxy will help it stay better. Duct tape, give it more character. And then the spine is a tiny bit crooked, but then again, this is a, like a 40-year-old knife. Yeah, it's been through some shit. You can definitely tell. Like, whenever I found it, there, like I'm pretty sure it was just blood stains from where he was skinning a deer with it. Jesus. Either that or a raccoon, knowing him. Yeah. But, yeah, now it'll actually get some more use again instead of just sitting in a cellar. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Nice. Knives. Nice, nice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Speaking of Australian accents, Lee Winnell is Australian. He's the guy with the shotgun in the beginning. Oh, yeah? He's, like, he's also the creator of Saw. He is? Yeah. Huh. I did not know that. James Wan and Lee Winnell created Saw. Oh, okay, because James Wan was in Saw. No, Lee Winnell was in Saw. He was the guy... In the room with Gordon. Oh, fuck, he aged horribly. <laughs> I couldn't, I did not know that that was him at all. He's a decent actor. He, oh, he's fantastic, especially in Saw. Yeah. And in this one. He was, good lord. I did not know that was the same dude. I'll have to rewatch that part then. It'll make me appreciate it even more. <laughs> Honestly, he has my favorite line in any B movie horror movie I've seen. What? In uh, the movie Cooties, whenever the, uh, Zombies start ripping into each other. He just looks out the window and says, Oh, look! Carnage! <laughs> Jesus. In that exact tone, too. He's he's just a goofy character. It was really fun. Ooh, your phone's making noise. It's been making noise all day. Sands about right. All damn day. Yeah. Yep. Well, I guess we're getting to my real shit. <laughs> yeah. You we'll segue into it for the next minutes. little... Before we cut to the next yeah. segment. <laughs> So, um, let's see. <laughs> Where to begin? <clears throat> what day we do the last podcast? I don't know. I don't either. 
of the crocodile on our episode. Yeah. The one that <gasps> oh, has zero That was comments. the day shit happened. Oh, yeah. That was Friday. We recorded on Friday? Yeah. Oh, Remember? Because yeah. I had to go to work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I looked like I had... No, it was Thursday. It was Thursday. Oh, yeah. Because we went it, to Wings. So right? we went to Wings. Yeah, yeah. But you got to tell William to stop tagging me in that shit. I don't need people knowing that I'm going out and spending money that apparently I don't have. <laughs> Oops. It's only like 10 bucks at Wings. It's not that bad. If that. Yeah, if that. I do get beer, though. That, yeah, that yeah, takes You up get most. water. <laughs> I get water and I get like mozzarella sticks. Yeah. And of course, chicken wings. Well, obviously, chicken wings. You can't go to a wing place and not get chicken wings. There are people that do it. That's like going to a barbecue place and ordering a salad. I've done that. Why? Because I was in the mood for a salad. Sometimes you just want a light, well, get refreshing a side salad. meal. Get a side salad along with your seven pounds of brisket. Barbecue places tend to have the best kind of salads. That is true, but come <laughs> on, man. Okay, iceberg or spring wings? Ooh, shredded iceberg. Like, shredded iceberg, it has the best... Shredded? Yeah, well, I mean, because sometimes you get iceberg lettuce and they just kind of clump it in there. But if it's like I like actually... it chopped. Well, yeah, I mean... Shredded's like what you put on a taco, though. Yeah, and and because at Roadhouse, what I would do is I'd do iceberg lettuce because they would take it and it's kind of shredded and chopped as well. It's like a mixture of chopped and... And, and shredded. And then what they would do, they put that in a bowl. And I'd tell them, like, oh, what I want is extra tomato, which they went to these little baby tomatoes instead of, like, the yeah, cherry tomatoes, tomatoes. Which is fucking stupid. I hate that shit. Give me the, give me the dice shit. And I get extra tomatoes, extra egg, no croutons, and cheese, and extra French dressing. That motherfucking salad hit so hard. I will say I love French dressing. It's my favorite. Salad. Theirs was like a honey French. No, I know. Yeah, it was like it's not like that. I've been to Texas Roadhouse, Jordan. Dude, <laughs> that's what I'd always eat in between tables. <laughs> Just take a shot of the French. Yeah, and eat a salad and whatnot. Hell yeah! Like whenever, um, did you ever go to Chop House before? Uh, no, because I'm poor. Fair. Uh, <laughs> like growing up. Like after, there was this one Sunday we went there. My brother did some stupid sign language, like can't holding up a can. We go to Chop House. Jesus Christ! Like he obviously got his certificate in ASL from uh, kindergarten. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he. Uh, whenever we got there, I was just like, "Can I have a little cup of cheese?" <laughs> and they gave me this little cup of shredded cheese. Cost him $49. <laughs> Actually, I was the cheapest person to eat there because I got the cup of cheese, a cup of French dressing, and I would just dip the cheese in the French dressing and eat it. That Was my was whole... this in your fat days? This was when I was like six. Oh, okay. I was about to say, because that does not make sense for you like two years ago. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, give me a vat of no, French no, no. dressing. It was like a little shot glass of each. Oh, nice. It was not a lot of food. Nice. They still charge you for that? That was like 50 cents. Still, though. Those bastards. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what I got instead of a salad because uh, gluttony. Mm, yeah, which, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, we're doing a podcast. Fuck off. <laughs> Woo! I was, caught that. That was almost bad. That was almost bad. I got it, though. 
All right. Oh, okay. Two minutes. So yeah, uh, we got distracted again. ADHD. Don't even start the, your real shit until we get to this next segment. Well, no, no, no. no. I'm just gonna segue into it. Okay. Um, so yeah. So what happened on Thursday? Uh, Friday. Friday. No, Thursday. No, Friday. Because right. this is when shit went down. It was on Friday. All right, man. I got texts from my brother. Um, oh that yeah. Shit. Then my papa. Um, was basically given like 24 to 48 hours to live by his nurse, who is like, I mean, I've met some cunts, but God damn. This bitch just, ugh. And so he was like, it's, it's you know, very important that you come over here and everything else. I'm like, bro, I got to work. Um, and I'll try to swing by later. He was like, are you going to come over you know, tomorrow, like on Saturday? And I was like, I got to work then too. You know, he's like, well, work's got to, you know, it can wait and everything. I'm like, dude, bills don't give a fuck who's dying. That's just life. That is very true as well. Yeah. And I went up there and saw him for like five minutes and uh, gave him a hug, told him to get out while he could, <laughs> which I don't give a fuck who you are. That's funny. He found it funny. He giggled his ass off. <laughs> Man can't hold his head up, but he giggled his ass off <laughs> when I said that. <laughs> You know, and then, of course, I was, you know, I gave him a hug. I, you know, I was getting ready to leave and everything. I fe- he was fiddling with his pants leg, and I tried to help him out that, and he started giggling, too. I was like, Peppa, don't be creepy. <laughs> <laughs> You're being weird. Okay, we'll pause that. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, he was... So, yeah, he's... Uh... You good? You need a minute? Oh, I'm good. Okay. All right. He's filling with his pants leg and everything, and you know I was trying to help him out and whatnot, and uh, he was just being typical Papaw who was a badass, and uh, gave him a hug and told him what I always tell him, you know, which was not to party too hard because we would always make jokes. He was hard, you know, partying, doing hookers and hmm. snorting cocaine and everything else like that, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna party without you," and I'm like, <laughs> "Calm down, Papaw. <laughs> <laughs> you brought the party with you, <laughs> right?" And, uh, of course, my uncle was kind of sitting there, like, on guard or whatever the fuck they were trying to do. Because he's, my papa was at my aunt's house, who, the aunt who's the spawn of Satan, not the one who is an angel sent from heaven. And, uh. Opposite ends of the spectrum, you know. Very. And anyway, you know, I was trying to, you know, I've been through, like, three grandparents. Uh, and every time I've been given that news. It's always been like they're a comatose state, you know, and I'm like, you know, Papa's still just like, you know, he's scratching his head and everything else like that. And the nurse there was like, you know, it's okay. He just has, you know, dry skin. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, what? She's treating me like I didn't even know who the fuck the man was or like I'd never been around a dying person. It was pathetic, honestly. It really was on her part. And, uh, and then she asked Papa, she was like, do you want some lotion? He looked at her, stopped scratching, looked around, grabbed his hat, put it on, made direct eye contact with her. Like, don't you cuss me like that. (laughs) I'm like, you know, you see a dude doing that, you're like, this motherfucker is not dying soon. Like, he's still got some bite in him. But, alas, Monday morning, May 1st, he would have... Fuck you, Papa. He ruined the it's gonna be me. You know, it's gonna be May... It's Did, gonna be me. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. <laughs> Ruin that. Damn it. 
because it's May 1st. Yeah. Yeah, and that's when that whole thing goes on. Yeah. And every time I hear that, I'm like, damn. Because <laughs> on TikTok all day long, that's all it was. <laughs> you just, I, I, found I saw out. this one where it was just a bunch of... This dude wired together a bunch of those, like, talking fish mounts. Oh, God, yeah. Where it just did that whole part <laughs> of the song. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. But, yeah, around... Well, I mean, when he died in his sleep... Uh, Monday morning, around like they say around seven thirty. But I'm like, oh, so he was found. So there's really no telling when that happened. But at least he was in his sleep. I mean, there's much worse ways to go. Yeah, absolutely, like, like the, being drugged by your own family. That, yeah. Because when he was living at my aunt's house, he was fine. I mean, of course, he's ninety eight years old, ninety nine years old. Wasn't on any drugs or anything. Gets over to my other aunt's house. All of a sudden, they start... They were giving him morphine every two fucking hours. That is literally deadly. And that's a call from my aunt that she made to the nurse to give him that. And then he was loopy and everything else like that. He stopped eating and drinking anything on Thursday. And that's kind of, I'm assuming, why he died was because it was of the drugs. Because his health declined. He was only over there for like six months. His health declined like drastically within that time. So yeah, I'm pretty sure there's not going to be a tox- toxology report done on him, but it should have been done on him because that bitch needs to be in fucking jail. But alas, it happened. Today we had the funeral, which I also thought was very, very fucking quick. No, not... That's not suspect at all. Right? You at least suspect a couple days. You know, like, oh, he died one day, boom, in the ground. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a funeral, a turnaround on a funeral that quick. Honestly, as soon as I die, just throw me in a hole. You heard it here first. Yeah, don't pump me full of chemicals. I'm not going to give a shit. <laughs> Wrap me in my bed sheets and throw me in. Let's sink me in the river at dawn. Send me away with the words of a love song. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, growing up, I always confuse that song with Whiskey Lullaby. That's fair. Which I, I think I like Whiskey Lullaby a little bit better. Yeah. Just because I like the dichotomy between their two voices. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, so we had the funeral today, which finally my brothers had told me, you know, where it was going to be at because it was assumed that I was not welcome. Um, Went anyway, because fuck them. And uh, yeah, your Tennessee family sucks. Yeah, they do. See, I said it first this time, so it's... Yeah, right. Well, hopefully by now these motherfuckers know who I'm talking about. It's tradition, though. (laughs) <laughs> That's very true. We've been doing this for, what, six months? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went today, and uh, they had Thing at 11, which was just like a, a viewing of the body for just family only, which... I didn't, I never got that. Like, I get it, it's a I way didn't. for some people to, like, say goodbye, but he's dead. Yeah, but again, my family's super fucking dramatic. Although, I, I did appreciate the fact of the way that they laid him in the casket. Because normally when you go up and you see a dead body in a casket, and someone, you know, is like a family member or a friend or whatever, they don't look anything like 
You know what I mean? It's like, what the hell is going on here? It looks weird. It looks well, yeah, like they wax. pump them full of chemicals. Well, them. yeah, I get that. But Papa looked just like Papa. Oh. And he was even laid, like, kind of tilted off to the corner. Holding the Bud Light in one hand. Like, I, I told my brothers, I was like, it looks like Papa is just going to be like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> okay, I actually had this conversation a few uh, weeks ago with some friends. What do you want your last words to be? Mine? Yeah. Jesus. You can come up with some sort of scenario around it too, so it'll be the perfect last words. But I have a feeling my last words are going to be "oh shit." <laughs> you know what I want mine to be? What I want to slap my knees, stand up, and say, "Well, guess I better get out of here." Nice, and, and then just die, just, just collapse. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So did that. Um, it was really weird. I, I uh, you know, I went up. I showed. I, I was impressed with myself. I showed my family a lot of grace that they did not deserve. I even went up and talked to my uncle, which was his oldest son, uh, my papa's oldest son, who the one that called the law or was going to thre- you know, threaten me with the law and all that other bullshit. You know, he was trying to be Chuck McGill. Yeah, exactly. And um, went up to him and talked to him about you know how he was doing and everything. We had a good conversation and i did get one jab in because I, I went up to him right before we drove off to the to the gravesite and everything and i was like hey so i was just wanting to check in uh i was wanting to say something you know at the at the service and everything i just want to make sure that was cool or if you were going to call the law on me i didn't really know what to do <laughs> <laughs> and he was like yeah i mean it, it, yeah that's perfectly fine i mean he was practically your dad you know when you were down here and i was like well that's very true because every father figure i had down here was either either died went missing or just said fuck it i'm out fair yep and uh so yeah got over there did that whole and it was a lot of just bullshit kind of talk with the family you could tell it was well, it's being around family when they're all acting sad. Yeah, I know, but it's weird, too. It's like, you know, you see members of your family, like my cousins, um, and the, the oldest grandchild, you know, my cousin Thomas, he was, he's like kind of like the leader of kind of like, you know, all of us, because he's just that kind, that kind of guy, you know? And he was just like, just sitting there, just kind of being quiet and everything. I went over to him and talked to him and everything else like that, and... I can firmly say that I was the strongest person at that funeral, which I'm very proud of, because everybody else was just all in their feelings and shit, and I'm just like, <sighs> congratulations. Yeah, right? So anyway, I uh, we get to the uh, the gravesite and everything. We follow the procession and all this other stuff, and uh, you go over there, and then my brother Cody gets up and does his speech, breaks down most of the speech and everything. Which was going to be expected and everything, I get it. But still, it was just that typical kind of speech, right? Now, I get up there, and this is where I used a lot of restraint. Because my uncle, my mom, the aunt that hates me, and the aunt that likes me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she she let me know that she was getting married in August. And I was like, yeah, they already told me. And then she showed me her her engagement ring. Looking for her. And I looked at it and I was like, he's a cheap son of a bitch, ain't he? <laughs> As you can tell, I do not give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yep. 
as her dead dad is in a casket 20 feet away from her. Yeah. Had to entertain myself somehow. So anyway, they're sitting in the front row. There's maybe like... You could have played patty cake with them. This much space between the end of their feet and where the, you know, casket is. And I have to walk up there and then, you know, say my thing. I walk past them and they see that I'm coming up because Larry had already said, you know, yeah, you're, of course, cool. And he told the preacher guy, like, yeah, he's, Cody's going to speak and then Jordan's going to speak. He's like, all right, cool. And you've never heard so many assholes pucker at once. Dude, as I walked by my mom, she was like, oh, God. And then the aunt that hates me, Aunt Tammy, she was like, don't worry, it'll pass soon. You motherfuckers. Really? You know I can hear you. Oh, they know you could hear them. Oh, I know. But I delivered my whole entire thing. <laughs> and uh, it was good. And at the end of it, I looked at him. You know, I turned around. And I was like, you know, and Papa, as I always said, you know, don't party too hard. And I got a couple people to laugh in my whole entire... Which that was the goal, was to bring that kind of a... You know, change of tone, which a, a lot of people came up to me like that was like really refreshing, you know, to hear that. But the craziest thing is, I remember walking up, hearing that, starting off the speech, but I don't remember anything else that I said. I literally don't remember. I don't know if I blacked out. I don't know what the fuck happened. But, I mean, I held it together. The only thing that was happening was like my leg would not stop j- like shaking. That was about it. But, yeah, I have no idea what I said. I know what I was going to say, but apparently it went over well. <laughs> so, <laughs> you just went on autopilot, man. Uh, apparently I did. Right. But, yeah. And then, you know, it was a lot of people going up to Cody after the fact. And, you know, like, oh, that was a great thing. Which people came up to me like, you know, after I talked to him and whatnot and said it was, you know, really good. Which I wasn't going... I didn't do that for that reason, but at the same time, it's like no one from the family even acknowledged that I'd spoken, uh, except for the aunt that, you know, likes me. And, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, Jesus, really? Like, even now, you're still going to be just petty as shit and doing all this other dumb shit? And it was just, uh Then we went over to... uh Another place that provided lunch for us, which that food was fantastic. Did you bring any for the class? I did, but I left it there. Damn it. <laughs> Oops. What'd you have, though? It was like uh, cream corn, uh, this weird kind of potato salad that was really good, um, pasta salad, which was eh, had chunks of cheese in it. Which, did everyone bring ambrosia? No. There was ham. There was meatloaf. There was really good coleslaw. Cornbread. Sweet cornbread, regular cornbread, and some other kind of cornbread. I don't know. It's like the, the table went on for forever. Like, my plate was stacked. And I looked at my buddy Jeremy. And I'm like, bro, we're not even halfway through. We haven't even gotten to the meat yet. And he's like, I know, brother. We're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, kind of... <sighs> Dealing with that, which there wasn't really much kind of conversation going on with all that stuff. And I think the last thing I said to my mom today was when I said he was a cheap son of a bitch. That's about it. Didn't talk to, you know. That's about all she deserves. Yeah. 
And the thing is, you know, now that Papaw's gone, shit's going to get fucking crazy. Are they going to be fighting over money? I don't know what they're going to be doing, but it's... True pillars are going to be the truest they've ever been. I can promise you that. When I was over at... And and here's the thing. I wanted to, you know, end the day by going over to Papaw's. Because that's what you fucking do. But no, everybody was going over to Tammy's, Santa hates me, to look at pictures of Papaw and... You should have brought this. Yeah. To look at pictures of Papaw and talk about Papaw. And I'm like, why the fuck wouldn't you do that at his house where you grew up, where you were raised? Well, because it's not about Papaw. It's all about this bitch. And it was just nauseating. So I just went ahead and went over there. And, you know, there was one picture that I wanted. Um, But, of course, that's at Tammy's. And I was like, fuck. So I'm probably never going to get that. What picture? It's a picture of when Papa and Mama were young, and they're like holding each other's hand, and he's like looking up at her, but it's like the way that she's looking at him, like the way they captured that moment, like that is, that's my standard, and I settle for nothing less that I want that in a relationship. If you don't give me that, bitch, get the fuck out. Like, that's what I want. What that picture symbolizes. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. I've never seen the picture, but I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. When you see it, you'll be like, fuck. <laughs> I, no, I get what it's... Yeah. The general thesis, but... <laughs> yeah, but... um, me, yeah, I went over to there and hung out with my aunt, Vicky, the one that likes me. And we talked and chatted and everything. It's a small club. And, yeah. And, uh, very. And, uh, in the middle of that, Mom and Cody come over to do, guess what? Laundry. Nope. Mom came to get a quilt off the, which was a quilt that was given to Papa. Granted, Tammy did make it, but um, knowing this bitch, she probably paid somebody to do that shit. Um, (laughs) but it had a picture of Papa and Mama, and it was given to him on a Christmas. Uh, when Mama was still living, it, like you know, it was one of their anniversaries or something like that. So she came to rip that off the wall, and it was funny too because uh, me and um, Eric, who is my aunt Vicky's uh, fiance, we were sitting there on the couch, and Mom kind of strolls in there because of course she got one leg. Bitch still can't walk yet. It's like fuck. How long does it fucking take? Dad has half a foot. He's fucking killing it. <laughs> he just ran a marathon, right? <laughs> I mean, he's just a step and a half behind everyone else, but he's still doing the best he can. <laughs> He'll appreciate that when he hears it. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> I don't even care. That was a really good joke. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, she comes in there, and she's like, oh, you know, she's looking up because it's like decently high on the wall. And uh, she's like, well, I, I might need some help getting this thing down. And me and Eric are just sitting there like, hmm. Good luck. Damn. <laughs> and then she you know, she finally got it off. And then Cody, of course, took some pictures. And then, boom, they were out. And I'm just like, and I didn't know this. I figured as much. But my mom hadn't been over to Papa's house 
since he moved over to my Aunt Tammy's house. That's the first time she's been in her childhood home without her dad in it. And all she did was say, oh, it's weird being here without him in it. Well, I'm going to get this and go. Bye. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that's fucked up. And for those of y'all listening, that's not a way to deal with trauma. It's, they, this family does not deal with trauma. They, they are trauma. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist to them. They're like, oh, well, we just not look at it, and then all of a sudden it's poof, magic, fairy tale, you know, fairy tale dust and unicorns and all this other rainbow bullshit. And it'll go away. Like as soon as something traumatic happens, well, time to internalize this until I die. Yeah, pretty much. Or watch MASH on repeat or whatever the fuck you got to do to escape from it. They don't know what it is to actually deal with their shit. And it's pathetic and nauseating and just, God. I don't know how I turned out to be a somewhat okay human being. (laughs) Yeah, down here you Well, probably because I was raised in Kentucky and not down here. Yeah, down here you have... Oh, if I've been raised down here, dude, I've been fucked. I was going to say two good role models, but I guess one now. Down here? Yeah. Your papa and then your aunt that likes you. Yeah, my aunt that likes me, though, isn't really... I wouldn't necessarily say it's a a role model. Okay, your papa. Yeah. And mamaw, probably. No, I mean, I I love mamaw to death, but that... She was a bitch. (laughs) put that on a (laughs) t-shirt I love my mom to death but she's a bitch (laughs) (laughs) that's our first merch line right no I mean uh, you know she was just she was very moody very angry lady (laughs) she made good uh, jigglers though good what Uh, she would always make, um, you know, those like little jello molds? Yeah, yeah, jello molds. Okay. And, but we call them jigglers because they jiggled. That's fair. And that's okay. all we called them when we were growing up. Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard that before. Yeah, that's that's all I meant. Okay, did you have like the full pan jello mold or was it like the eggs? Oh, uh, it was different things. Like she, there was, she had these little like. All these different things, she, you know, you uh, the cookie cutter kind of things, and then she would make them and all that. So we'd have stars, we'd have circles, we'd have, you know, horses and random shit like that. I'm sorry, I just realized that the freaking egg mold was for deviled eggs, and we just put jello in them. Oh. <laughs> I mean, whatever works, right? No wonder they never got to the actual shape we needed them. Yeah. It wasn't built for that shit. It was built... <laughs> Yep. For like an actual egg. Yep. But no, yeah, she'd make those all the time. And then, you know, uh, I was giving the speech, I'd talk about how Papa would always, he'd have all of us grandkids around the table, and he'd, uh, I, I call it buttermilk roulette, because he'd fill one of the bowls. He'd make our cereal. One of the bowls had buttermilk in it. And he'd mix it up, because even he didn't want to know. This is how dull this man's life had to be to where he just his entertainment was fucking with us i don't know that's pretty funny and then he just lay it out and then he just sit there and wait and for those of you who don't know buttermilk isn't like normal milk it is very sour oh it's disgusting especially on in stuff it is delicious like you can make the best biscuits with buttermilk but by itself it's like instant spoiled milk 
Yeah, very much so. so I, I know this because one time we had buttermilk right next to my 2% whole milk where uh, the containers looked exactly alike. And I grabbed the wrong one and took a big old swig of it and uh, instantly vomited. Yeah. So he would do that, and then he also... Uh, one thing he did with Cody, which he, he did the same thing with me, but I guess Cody got the life lesson out of it. Yeah. I did not. Um, Cody, when he was really, really young, uh, Peppa told him to catch a bumblebee in his hands. And then, he, you know, Cody was also like, you know, no, it's going to sting me. He's like, no, it won't. Those don't sting. And he did. And then he he turns around and looks at him, and he's like, well, I was trying to teach you that you can't trust everything that people say. <laughs> Going back to the cereal there for a second, there's this one thing growing up that one of my friends did. It was called saltine cracker cereal. So what he did, mm. he would get like a sleeve of saltine crackers, pour it in a bowl, and like pour the milk over it because that's what you do. Then he would put like sugar in it. Yeah, milk does not come first, you fucking heathens. Yeah, he would put sugar in there with it, and then he would microwave it for like 30 seconds and then pull it out. And it would make this crunchy, mushy, with like bits of hot and cold throughout it in this milky mush. And it was the most disgusting, delicious thing I've ever had. I don't, that makes me feel weird on the inside. And it had absolutely zero nutritional value to it, but he would just eat this for breakfast. That's a special person right there. Oh, well, he. Well, salting crackers were cheap. That's fair. I mean, you do what you got to do. And then, like, oh, we were asking, oh, where, where's the cereal part of that? What do you mean, where's this? This is a cereal. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, no, we just throw that out and put Cocoa Puffs in there. Well, there's one thing that he did, that Peppa did, that I didn't know uh, with my cousin Sarah. Um, he would always, multiple times, and it was still always hilarious. He'd be like, "Hey, babe, you want to hear my? Uh, you want to hear me sing Silent Night? It's always around Christmas." And she'd be like, "Yeah," and he go, "All right." And he wouldn't say a damn thing. <laughs> and we'd be like, "Peppa, what are you doing?" He's like, "Well, it's silent in the night, so." If I sing something, it won't be silent. I guess the year-round version of that would be, do you want to hear me sing The Sound of Silence? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want to hear me sing it again? Yeah, all those things that he just constantly would would do. And, you know, when I was doing my, you know, speech and everything I was talking about, I started off by saying, you know, he'd seen war. I did say that thing, um, which I knew was going to put everyone on edge, and it did, as it should I let you know this man has seen and done things that the rest of us couldn't even fathom. But, you know, and then I went into the whole story about, you know, the buttermilk thing and catching the bee and all this other crazy stuff. And June bugs. I didn't get, I didn't talk about the June bugs. I didn't. I don't know. I, I, that was the part I know I, I knew I blacked out on. <laughs> Bam. And then, yeah, I know. Well, at the same time, I got, you know, my my big-ass uncle not making direct eye contact. It was like, they were definitely letting it be known that they were not happy that I was saying any fucking words. And it was just, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, I'm just going to get through this because I want to get through it. 
and everything. I made some people laugh with some jokes that I made, which is great. They're not appreciating it, but they can fuck the fuck off. You know what you should do at your mom's funeral? Not go? (laughs) Other than that. You should do like the whole free churro thing from Bojack. Oh, Jesus. whole 22-minute monologue. That episode is amazing, by the way. So if you haven't seen it yet, it's like season five episode something. <laughs> Go watch it. It's a great show. It is. It is. But no, I, I wrapped it up by saying, you know, even though he went through all that, he was in a war that was built to destroy a man. He showed us the what a man actually is in the truest, kindest form that never changed. And it was just, it's mind-blowing, you know. He kind of gave us, laid out the foundation for us of integrity that we are building our characters off of still to this day. And that was kind of the whole purpose of my whole entire thing. So people apparently appreciated that. So I was like, well, that's good. At least a few people did. I know I definitely did. I know Papa would be like, <laughs> yep. <laughs> He'd be laughing. Yep. But yeah. No, no, it was weird just, you know, knowing that it's going to be the last time that I see a whole lot of those family members. Alive. I'm not going to anybody's funeral. Okay, yeah. Papa's funeral is probably the last one I'm going to go to as far as this family's concerned. Sorry, Cody and Connor. But... <laughs> I was going to ask, what about... <laughs> no, they need to step it up and get a fucking backbone. There you go. You know? Live a, Who knows, res- maybe once everyone live a respectable dead. life, at least. Jesus. Who knows, maybe once everyone else's dad, they'll step up. I doubt it. Probably not. But... I doubt it, but... I mean, it is what it is, but, you know... So that's what I've been kind of dealing with, too. And then, on top of that, on that Friday, I also got... Uh, basically, a bill of my whole month's bills texted to me from... From my roommate, and I'm like, bro, I've been at this job for like a week and a half, like fucking, cool, Jesus. And then like an hour later, that's when I got the thing from Cody about Papaw. But yeah, uh, it's just been a whirlwind. And then Pap, I didn't tell you about this. Oh fuck, I did not tell you about this. Uh, let's pause that real quick. Oh okay. So I told you the real shit's gonna be fucking real. Yeah, <laughs> and we're back. Yeah, we're so, yeah, oh, wait, i got to make sure it's, I always lose the mouse when it's on the thing. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, yeah, Um. I was saying things. Oh, <laughs> I remember. Something Papaw. No, it, this is not about Papaw, it's actually about Brian. Ah. Uh, I got home, and he finally got home, and he was talking to me about stuff, and he Randomly just asked me, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, how happy are you? Like right now or in general? Right now. Or or I guess in general, but I don't, I don't know. He really phrased that, so I replied back and I was like, well, I mean, considering the fact that happiness is a fleeting feeling that's not worth pursuing, zero. But if you're talking about being content, I'd say about 6 or 7. And he was like, well, that's a weird way to answer that but <laughs> it's a very jordan way to answer that yeah get very technical on that shit exactly. but yeah apparently uh his our roommate donnie and his lady friend whatever the fuck she is uh julie expressed concerns because i have not been myself over the past few weeks and they're concerned that i am depressed yeah no shit <laughs> 
yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Who isn't depressed? I'm like, I'm not like depressed, depressed, but Jesus, do I wake up? I'm like, yay, another day. Not really. <laughs> I mean, I've been getting a lot more content at my job. Yeah. Like, literally today, like one of my bosses was like, hey, thanks for uh, not complaining whenever you, like we have you uh, go and help people. Mm, there you go. Yeah, it's in my contract. I'm not going to bitch about it. Yeah, that's not going to do any good. Besides, they're hiring 25 new people this month now. Jesus Christ. So, uh, come on, Jordan. Come this suffer. month? Yeah. Jesus. Come uh, suffer with me. God, I'll be suffering like crazy because then I'll be doing that and the angry mud bug. I won't be able to function. <laughs> The thing is, though, <laughs> my job's really not that hard. Yeah, no, I know that. The Man, only thing I can... that would hurt is your feet. Well, that's fu- fucking crucial for me. You don't need your feet, Jordan. Come on. They'd yeah, probably for both know. jobs. Yes, I do. <laughs> well, that's just the thing. They wouldn't be hiring for just, like, my position alone. They'd be hiring for all over the building. Like, one of the ones that they're looking at right now is, uh, like, unloading people. That's people who unload the big semi-trucks. They barely have to move. Mm. They've got the easiest job in a whole building. Same hours? Same hours. Oh. Then fuck yeah, I could do that. Yeah. I could do unloading. Like, most of the time, they put tall people on, like, loading up the trucks. Yeah. They're like, like, literally, whenever I first started, like, my first day, they were like, hey, you're tall, you're coming with me. I was like, okay. Nice. And, yeah, I haven't left the line since. Nice. But on, we've gotten a lot better, like, working as a team on that line. So it's a lot. That's good. A lot um, less drama. Real quick. Uh, Sorry, no, I'll cut it off. No, 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 you're good. I, I was just going to say that we're going to have to pause for a second because I feel like my penis is going to explode because I have to pee so bad. <laughs> Okay, pause. Pause. Okay. Now that I've drained the dragon. God damn it. Shut up. (laughs) You spiked me on that one. (laughs) How How is that even possible? I don't know. Oh my god. It's it's weird. But so anyway, words I was saying before were... Yeah, keep saying, because I'm going to go grab the hat. Oh yeah, we definitely need to get that. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it was just... Uh, I don't know. Today, this whole past week, it's just been a kind of a weird kind of a thing, especially with, you know, Pat Ball passing away. That's weird. I mean, it was expected. Dude was 99. He was going to be 100 in August, but I guess he got fed up with all the bullshit and decided to just get out, which respect you know i mean can't hate on the guy for doing that but uh also there's just a lot of backhanded family shit that you know it's i mean we're kind of leaning on the lines of maybe he was actually murdered by my aunt and the nurse i don't i don't know you'd have to know my family to understand the level of horrible horrible yeah just malevolence that they have and it's very weird to wrap your mind around but I know 
at the end of it, you know, everything's going to get better. It's going to, it's kind of like a closing of one chapter and the opening of a new one. And I'm not really sure what that new one's going to look like because it's this transitional phase of getting a new job and then, you know, not having any connection to the family down here anymore, reason to talk to them whatsoever, um, except for the aunt that likes me. Yeah. That's a little weird. Um, having an aunt that likes you? Well, I mean, having anyone that likes me is weird, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just a weird new kind of chapter, you know, but I mean, I'll figure it out as I go and it's all you really can do. All I know is at the end of the day, uh, especially today, I'm just so physically and emotionally exhausted that I, I don't, I don't even know what's, what's going on, but it's good to get all that out and I was I'm happy that I got it all out and actually made some jokes about it, too. <laughs> Especially the one about Dad. I'm going to have to write that fucker down. <laughs> Step and a half behind everyone else. <laughs> that was such a good joke. But, uh, yeah. Yep. Whose pick is it? It's your pick. I picked out the Bye Bye Man. Okay. Sweet. So we got a hat that has some movies in it. Yep. As you can see, it is a hat, and it does have a movie. If it's my pick, why are you why are you reaching in there? Why are you shuffling? Those Kaiser requests take up a lot of room. They really do. <laughs> William use smaller pieces of paper so they blend in more. I know. I'm all a, right. I'm, here's the thing. What I'm going to do <laughs> is, if I get a Kaiser request. I'm also going to pick up another one that is for sure ours, so we have a backup in case the Kaiser request is only the one DVD that exists in the fucking world that's in his goddamn basement. <laughs> Dude, I still have Trick or Treat in my PlayStation. God. We ain't got time for that, William. <laughs> that is one of mine. Why are you saying we've only had one bad Dude, one? Dude, you mine. had you, you after deep red. I cannot. <laughs> no, I can't trust you at all. It's like walking, like hey, walk down this field, a mine goes off. And you're like, dude, it's just one. Can I trust that? I don't think so. But the chicken stepped on the mine, not you. Malignant. I've heard good things about malignant. What is it? It's a horror movie directed by James Wan. After he did Aquaman. Let's see where we can find this warlock. I think it's on HBO. How recent is it? Uh, 2021. It's on Tubi. Really? Yeah. Perfect. It is. Ooh. Oh, God. It looks, just from the pictures, it looks like it has an annoying fucking kid. Huh. None of the cast looks that young. Some of these oh, it's also on HBO Max. Sweet. Hmm. So this one review says, The story is solid, the violence is incredible, and the atmosphere is truly chilly. What's, it, what's the rating overall and everything? 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, okay. So... Yeah, I've heard that this is kind of divisive. Like, you either really loved it or you hated it. I've heard that about a lot of movies lately. Like, there's some movies that just, especially lately, that are just not in between things. 
So it's the critics' consensus. Although Malignant isn't particularly scary, director James Wan's return to horror contains plenty of gory thrills and a memorably bonkers twist. Hmm. And then the audience says, love it or hate it, there isn't much in between. Damn. Well, at least it's on TV. But it's one horror movie that takes risks and is willing to get weird. Okay. I'm interested. I like the weird. Let's see how weird it can get. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like right now. I'm like, bro, we're not. <laughs> All right, we're going to go into the search yeah. history on Jordan's phone. We're going to view the movie, the movie live on the podcast. No. <laughs> wow. Okay, so it's starting out with some studio logos. You're right. <laughs> But uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think that wraps it up on uh, this week. So just about the exact same length as last week's. Yeah, not not too shabby. I figured the real shit kind of thing was going to go on a little bit long. I'll probably have this is one of my real shit segments that's probably going to be staggered out over the next several weeks because <laughs> it's uh, it's only going to get know more, more interesting and yeah. But either way, this has been my knife. Thank you for watching. What the fuck? I don't, I don't get it. I just like this knife. Oh, okay. And I think I did a good job. Wait, oh. Look at this. So shine. we're ending on that? Yeah, we are. Well, anything shines when you do that. But it's so shiny. Look at this. You're going to put it in post and be like, fuck, it's not that shiny. <laughs> <laughs>